0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm guest bailiff Monty Balmonte from 93.9 The River WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts. This week, sic semper dramatis. Will brings the case against his brother, Andrew. He claims Andrew has a flair for the dramatic and enjoys making scenes in public. He says Andrew should tone it down for the sake of those around him. Andrew says his brother just hasn't learned the fun of letting go. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise with a twirl and a twist, sachet and curtsy as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom.
1: I don't have a lot I want to say, but I'll start by saying I apologize for my behavior at the charity event. I'm the kind of judge that likes to spill the facts. Everything else is just gossip and BS. Here are the facts. I never received a call, a text, or an email from bailiff Jesse Thorne. What I did learn the night before the charity event is that Jesse had used a PR firm to send evites to everyone, which is why I didn't see it. Fact. You heard me right, a third party. Jesse Thorne wanted you to believe that he sent me an email, and he did not. Fact. If he really had pure good intentions, he should have picked up the phone, and called me, and said, hey, let's put our differences aside for a night of charity. Now, I'm a very rational person, Monty, I've been a major supporter to the Shutting Our Pie Holes Foundation for years. I've raised thousands of dollars for them. Fact. All this charity BS is coming from a person that showed up at my charity event last year in a thong and butt pads. Jesse Thorne really has no credibility when it comes to charity. He had beef with Cynthia over the whole coochie crack thing, then moved on to Portia, then to Phaedra over the booty video, and then to Apollo, and now me. I see straight through him. Jesse Thorne is not original. What he's doing has already been done. I've always stood alone in a war, Monty. I might bend, but I won't break. And if I stumble, I won't fall. I see what he's doing. And now so do you. Swear them in.
0: Will and Andrew, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth So help you Ashton Kutcher or Sasha Baron Cohen or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling? even though he has one of those flowers on his lapel that shoots water out at you every time you
1: shake his hand with a buzzer?
0: I do. I swear. Judge John Hodgman, you may proceed.
1: Well, and Andrew, you may be seated. First of all, I want you to know that I am in Western Massachusetts with guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, morning DJ here at WRSI The River, where we record these things when I'm in Western Massachusetts, my part-time hometown, which is the entire... Two counties, Franklin County and Hampshire County. It's one
0: giant town.
1: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and what that means is I'm supposed to be on vacation, so I am not having it today. Don't get me started. I will get dramatic on you if you push me too far. So, with that said, <laughs> can, for an immediate summary judgment in your favor, can either of you name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom. Will?
2: Oh, I have no idea. No.
1: <laughs> no? Andrew? No, I have I have no clue on that one. All right. Well, here's the thing. Will, your brother, is accusing you of acting in public like NeNe Leakes from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I was thinking that one of mm-hmm. you, therefore would at least recognize an almost verbatim seven paragraph quote from Nini leaks own blog in which she apologized for for being a jerk at Kenya's fundraiser for saving our daughters. I watched that and she was a jerk. She had a lot to apologize for, but you know what fact she likes to spill the facts. So anyway, it turned out to be something of a non-apology apology. Will you you make a serious accusation yes. against your brother of acting like Nene Leakes in public? Tell me exactly what you mean.
3: Well, he's just over dramatic, and sometimes he quotes her a little too much. Um, Nene Leakes only specifically. Has one specific quote. Yes. Oh. Um, Occasionally, he will, he just has one quote of hers he'll do occasionally. Um, Was it the one I just did? Mostly, no, no, no. His favorite Nene Leaks quote is, I'm very rich, bitch.
1: I would like to hear, I would like to hear uh, Andrew say that. I
3: am
2: very
1: rich, bitch. Right. I like it. Mm -hmm, I like like it
0: one time, maybe. But if he were my brother, this could become a problem.
1: Nuh uh, Bailiff Monty. Don't start with me now. Fact, fact. I can hear that about one more time before I will walk out of here. This is supposed to be my vacation. Don't, don't you walk out of here? I, I am gonna, carved out. Time I don't have time. On my own day for your drama, no, I don't Monty have Belmonte. Time for your drama. That's it.
0: Thank you, Will and Andrew, oh. for joining the Judge John Hodgman podcast. You can sign up for your own. You
1: cannot bring that attitude. Fact. In, fact. You have broken the door. <laughs> I broke the door. I broke the whole radio station now, and I'll do it again. I am very rich, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I am very rich, bitch. See? Fact. Will did our did Over our it. did our play acting make you uncomfortable? <laughs> it's not very good broadcasting oh, yeah, especially for a family friendly broad uh podcast
3: it it did make me a little uncomfortable i mean that's what i deal with when i'm out with
1: andrew in public that's how he acts around uh, you know when we're out with the family and stuff and and does he andrew do you do this on purpose or do you also play do you do you specifically create drama in order to amuse yourself
2: well, it just comes so naturally to me. I, I just can't help it. It just flows. It just it flows out of my mouth constantly. I, I, just, I just can't stop it.
1: All right. Now, where are you guys in the world? Andrew, you can answer.
2: Uh, I am in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. and um, Highland Park right now.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. That's
2: where I am currently.
1: All right. And how old are you?
3: I am 21.
1: All right. And Will? You, where are you in the world, and how old are you?
3: I am in San Antonio, and I am 24.
1: You're the older brother, and, and do you have any other siblings? Yes. Who is your other sibling?
3: We have a younger sister.
1: And, and, uh, and where is she in the world?
3: She's also in San Antonio. Right.
1: Do you have anything you, bad you, you want to say about her behind her back? While she's not even here in the oh, room?
3: I don't, but I'm sure Andrew does.
1: What would Andrew say?
3: Oh, Lord. She
2: just can't keep her mouth shut sometimes.
1: Really? She's she indiscreet? She worse than I do. Really? She says things about she, people behind their backs? That's the worst, right?
0: Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: Is she a rich bitch? Monty, don't even start now. Don't you start. (laughs) This is my courtroom. You can't just jump in like that. Fact. Fact. You're in my courtroom. Andrew, I want you to know that the reason I'm hearing this case is that your brother reports to create drama. You once ordered him a martini that was all vermouth. And as a martini drinker, I was so offended and disgusted because that is not a martini. That is a vermouthy. And I yeah. don't like that at all. <laughs> what makes you think that that's funny or acceptable? Go ahead and defend yourself, Andy. Well,
2: I just think it's a simple, practical joke. I mean, I think it, I thought it was very funny when you took a sip and realized there was no vodka in that martini.
1: Um, well, I, I wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nuh uh, nuh uh, nuh uh. Will Well, it
2: supposed to be a gin martini, it depends.
1: Well, right, Andrew, that's what I'm talking about, but Will, would you normally order a vodka martini?
3: Yes, I I can't order deal with any martini. of this right now.
1: <laughs> I cannot deal with Gen any is, of this now. <laughs>
3: no. I got I got vodka
1: size, tini over here and I got vermouthy over there. You're both <laughs> crimes against humanity. Will <laughs> Do, does does the drama that Andrew causes that makes you uncomfortable take the form of practical yes. jokes like the, the old Vermouthy switch or, or like manufactured situations or just his natural charming exuberance?
3: Oh, I think it's manufactured. I mean, one example, we were out at breakfast one morning. I criticized his breakfast choice. He got very upset and yelled at me, it's people like you who killed Judy Garland.
1: What, what was his breakfast choice? Oh, it was Miga's or something like that. What was wrong with his breakfast choice?
3: I, I just, it's not one of my favorites. So I, you know, I was just saying I wouldn't have ordered that for breakfast. And, and the place we went, they don't have very good Miga's anyways.
1: Explain to the listeners what Miga's is because we're, not everyone's in Texas right now.
3: I'm not even quite sure what they are, Andrew. Do you uh, know what they look are? they scary to me
1: because I'm I'm oh, yeah, I'm yeah, about yeah. to run out of I'm I'm about to run out of patience pretending that I know what they are, and I'm embarrassed exactly. that I don't know. So, so, Andrew, what is it?
2: So, migas are a breakfast food that has eggs. Um, there's also tortilla chips in them, um, and there's usually some form of salsa. Uh, generally I get mine with ranchero sauce, but there are others you can use as well. And that's a typical uh Miga. There's also cheese on the eggs as well. It's quite delicious. Sounds I like to have the refried beans and sausage. Oh, it is. I it's wanna, a great way to start the morning.
1: I want to have it right now. Why was your brother insulting you? Why doesn't he like good uh, things?
2: I just think I I don't know why he doesn't like nice things. he, he just he just tries to deprive me of them. And it's just not fair. I don't understand his hatred of migas. Now, they're so delicious.
1: Can you, I I know you won't shy away from an opportunity to, to repeat exactly what you said in the exact way you said it. So would you mind telling him that he murdered Judy Garland or play with me? I'm your your brother. I'm like, mm -hmm. Hey, Andrew, I don't think, I don't think that's a good thing to eat. You know what?
2: You're the type of person who killed Judy Garland.
1: And you say it out loud like that, real loud.
2: Yes, I, 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 it does come out that loud. And you, that comes out usually when I'm pretty steamed.
1: Do you tip the table over too, or is that it?
2: <laughs> well, actually, what, at one point, I actually did feel like I almost flipped it up with my legs. I was uh, I almost—I felt like it could have tipped over. There's, I almost knocked over a drink. I, I think I slammed my fists on the table.
1: I, I think that's. I'd a like great... to
2: say
3: something if I can. No,
1: you can't. I think that's a great. I think that's a great line, Andrew. What what reality star did you borrow it from, or did you make it up?
2: Well, I I believe I made it up. I think it just came out one day when I was talking to my sister. She was bashing celebrities, and I just yelled at her. You know, you're the type of person who killed Judy Garland. Um, I think after watching
1: some, I still don't know what it means. What does it mean? Well, maybe I don't. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's just this beautifully. Completely non sequitur thing to say, specifically regarding breakfast food. But uh, go ahead, Andrew. Explain yourself.
2: So Judy Garland had a very hard life at MGM when she was making all those musicals, and basically they had her on drugs to tell her, you know, for her to wake up and then go to bed. Yeah. And they just kind of pushed and pushed and pushed to get so much much work out of her. Right. And so when I say you're the type of person who killed Judy Garland, I'm saying you expect so much of someone. You need to stop it, because You'll drive them to a really great. Brave. I mean, it was called the Dream Factory, but
1: look what that got her in the end. Yeah. Week. Oh, do Lester you, Does your brother push you too hard? Yes, he does. Like what? He a,
2: constantly f- is pushing me in public.
1: What? Not physically.
2: Yeah, not physically. But uh, like, give me
1: an, a, give me another example of how how he how he pushes you around. To,
2: well, to the, when to we're the, in public.
1: because he give you a lot of drugs and make you sing and dance? <laughs> no. Somehow like that, I don't think that would be a problem no, not no, actually now. That, <laughs> that actually would probably be probably be make him your favorite brother of all time. But your brother Will reported that you consider your idols to be Mae West and Lucille Bluth from Arrested Lucille Development. Mm-hmm. I love Mae West. And why mm-hmm. why what is what is it about these these real one real human and one fictional character that you like?
2: Well, I love Mae West. I just I just love the way you talks, you know. She has that kind of voice, and it's like, yeah. And it's like, oh. And the way she just delivers her dialogue and her wit, she's so funny. And she just has total control. Same thing with Lucille Bluth. I mean, she's, she's
1: got control and gets what she wants, and always with a martini in hand. And what a glamorous way to live. So what's the problem with the way Andrew wants to live, Will?
3: There's nothing wrong with the way he wants to live. It's the way he presents himself. You can only hear him say, I was born for the theater so many times before it just gets so
1: old. Hang on. I'm going to test that. Andrew, I want you to say, I was born for the theater and continue to say it until I tell you to stop. Okay.
2: I was born for the theater. 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 Right. <laughs> you were, you uh, were born for the theater.
1: I believe it.
2: Uh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate that comment. That Please was, don't encourage it. I will, excuse
1: me, do it again. <laughs> five, <laughs> more born for theater. five more times. Five more times in five different born ways. For the okay, let's see. Yeah. I was born for
2: the theater. I was born for 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 the theater.
1: All right. Now that was amazing. Will, did that make you uncomfortable? Very uncomfortable. Why? It's just when you
3: hear it so many times on repeat, it's just it's just obnoxious. Now,
1: it, especially when it's in public and people turn and look... Do you think, like when when he told you that you murdered Judy Garland, how many heads turned in that restaurant? Oh, almost all of them. He said
3: it rather loudly. Almost every head turned, and they were just like, "What is going on?"
1: You can tell that I find your brother to be a remarkably charming dude, but and I but I but I want you to get a chance to really make your case because I could see, I could see how Andrew and I sitting in a public place with with him saying I was born for the theater and me yelling again over and over and over again might <laughs> might cause something of a stir, might be disruptive to to, to uh, on a podcast uh, called Real Life that is not my own. So tell me a couple of other things that he's done, uh, the, the, the kind of behavior that okay. you would like me to prohibit him from doing.
3: Well, for example, um, we were, it was he, my sister, and I, we were at a Chick-fil-A. He wanted a drink. My sister was at the soda fountain, and he yells, out of the way, you strumpet, and pushes her out of the way. The, everyone in the Chick-fil-A turned and stared at us. It was embarrassing. Um, and, and, you know, recently we were having to to move some stuff around the house, and as we're moving, he just starts singing songs. Um you know, from from all these musicals. And it's just it's just a little bit annoying now, in public and in private.
1: I, I allowed you to say Chick-fil-A there, even though I have a pretty strict rule about not mentioning brand names that I often break myself, uh, Moxie. But uh, in this case, I, I, I wasn't going to upbraid you because because there's no way there is no way in the world that you two are a secret Chick-fil-A buzz marketing team. Chick Fil <laughs> A of all places of all places for a man who was born for the theater to go into. Why are you going to Chick Fil A? Don't you understand Chick Fil A's position on 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 gay rights?
2: Yes, I do. That was before it had fully come to light. I had not realized uh, the links that, that that were later brought out by the media. Um, so I since have stopped eating at Chick Fil A. Okay.
1: And I'm making no – it does not matter to me uh, whom uh, you guys uh, want to spend the rest of your life with and what gender they may or may not be. I'm just saying for a lover of Broadway musicals alone. Someone who's concerned with the death of Judy Garland
0: shouldn't be (laughs) eating in Chick-fil-A.
1: Yeah, I don't – you know what I mean?
2: Yes, and that's why I don't eat there anymore. I have have given up Chick-fil-A. I think it's quite easy to say no to a waffle fry. Um, especially since I can make my own, um, even better. I uh, would you say myself?
1: Uh, I would have some of those waffle fries. Will. Oh, you'd love. It. Any other, any other stories you want to, you want to bring up?
3: Well, I mean, those, those, those are the main ones. Just these, uh, public outbursts. And he does quote movies too often as well. What That's movies? another
1: issue. What movies? Uh,
3: Dr. Strange Love, Gone with the Wind, The Streetcar Named Desire. Uh-huh. Um. All of those. Uh, Another incident actually involves a tie. Um, It is something, it's
1: an incident he's very
3: bitter about, has never gotten over. I I
1: can hear him. Um, I can hear him winding up in the background. uh, I'm sure he is. Let me hear about the
0: tie. Mm.
3: Yeah. Um, so I was out with my mom and my sister. We were uh, we went to Neiman's. We were doing some shopping. Uh, she saw a tie that was made by Fabergé, and since you know, you mean the egg Andrew company? loves Fabergé. I'm sorry. You mean the egg company? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but since- they make delicious migas. <laughs>
1: Uh Uh-uh, Monty, that was the last straw. (laughs) that was not the last straw. You just got on my last nerve. Migos made with Fabergé eggs, delicious. Too many callbacks, Monty. All right, I'm sorry, go on. Fabergé tie, Andrew sees it. Uh, He wasn't there. He only
3: heard about this uh, secondhand. So what happens is we convinced our mom not to to get it for him. He was off at boarding school, uh, and he's prone to be messy and to ruin a lot of uh, a lot of stuff by spilling ketchup on it. So we said, no, it's probably a good idea not to buy the tie. Well, he heard about it. And so now whenever we're out and he gets denied anything he wants, he will say, oh, that's just like the time you told mother not to get me the Fabergé tie. Uh, and and that gets old. He'll
1: yell that in public as well. Um, why did you? Wait a minute. Would Andrew really have spilled ketchup all over a Fabergé tie?
3: Yes, yes, he would have. Because, because the
1: picture that I'm getting of this young man is not, uh, this guy's a slob. Uh, well, I
3: mean, he he has, uh, when he did uh, wait staff at his boarding school's dining hall one mm-hmm. evening, he did spill a tray all over everyone. He's rather clumsy. Oh,
1: okay. All right, Andrew. What are you going to say about that?
2: Well... First off, they should never have told me about the Fabergé tie incident if they didn't want it to have brought up later in the future, because I had seen that tie a while uh, before they had my mother would decide about getting it for me, and I fell in love. It had the little eggs on it and everything. It's like, oh, I really wanted it, and of course I was going to get it. And what makes it even matter about it is that they don't carry the Fabergé tie anymore, and so I'm very mad. And I would not have spilled ketchup. And that incident, that was my one of my first times waiting um, at my boarding school, so I was new to it, and I was wearing a jacket, so if I had to wear that tie underneath, it would not have gotten ketchup on it. Um, you would, So yeah,
1: I, would you, I, I just... Uh-huh. Would you have worn your Fabergé tie to, to to wait on the slobs at your boarding school? Oh,
2: no, <laughs> never, never. I, I would have worn it to the, to the required chapel afterwards, though, but... Well, um, do, never to do, serve.
1: Do, do you, does your mom and sister share your discomfort with uh, Andrew's flamboyance and loudness? Uh,
3: I mean, yes. I mean, I would be rather uncomfortable if I was being called a strumpet uh, in a very loud voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, although
1: sometimes I yeah I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't think they like it either now. Was it a strumpet? did Did he call your sister a strumpet, or was it a stranger, a chick-fil-a stranger?
3: it, it was it was it was our sister. He yelled at her that she was a strumpet.
1: by the way, guys. can you tell can you tell how low my energy has gotten? I mean, part of that is because I was up till three in the morning picking out dance tunes for my dance party with David Rees next week on the boat. But <laughs> the, the other I'm going on a cruise, you guys. But the other thing the other thing is, like after that initial, yell out that i had with with monty like i'm exhausted i can't keep it up i can't keep up the level of energy that you have andrew maybe it's because you're 21 but it takes it takes work uh will i'm going to ask you a very pointed question and as i say i don't okay i don't care who people choose to spend their time and life with uh but andrew i think even you would acknowledge that um quoting nene leaks and uh may uh, modeling yourself after may west and some of the other mm-hmm. things you've des- you've described have uh, a, a, an affect that is traditionally associated with a a certain uh flamboyant stereotype of a gay man uh does that track with you you're not uh, this is not uh, lost I- on you right no,
2: no, this is definitely not lost on me. Right. Now, when I was younger, it was—I had no idea flamboyancy was. Um, uh, I'd say when I was in eighth, ninth grade, I didn't understand that flamboyancy was attributed to um, to, to gay men, especially the kind of, the emulation that I do of certain celebrities like May West and Vivian Lee. Right. Uh But I do, I do grasp that. Yes, I do understand that okay. now. Yeah, it's a common uh, archetype used in media.
1: Yeah, and and Will, I'm going to ask you a pointed question now that we've established okay. that. Uh, is your discomfort that your brother is acting too gay? No,
3: it's that he's making scenes. Okay. <laughs> That's the discomfort. I mean, it's it's just uncomfortable when, you know, a you get all this unwanted attention in a restaurant, especially when you're at a fine dining establishment. And all of a sudden, you know, out of the blue, you it's people like you who killed Judy Garland and everyone's turning and staring and just like, wait what a, is going on with those weirdos over there?
1: Wait a minute. The me You don't get migas at a fine. That's a that's a diner food. He was talking about Chick-fil-A. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm yes. getting the restaurants mixed up. Andrew,
3: do you I mean, have it's at any restaurant?
1: Do you do you have do you have do you appreciate, Andrew, that there there are um, contextual situations where yelling in a restaurant might not be appropriate and
2: you know i think it'd be even more inappropriate if i were to keep my emotions bottled up uh i need to express myself so i can be heard
1: why should why should you why should you get to enjoy something that almost literally no one else on earth does all we do is keep our emotions bottled up in order to live with each other
2: well, I, I say we all just kind of let them all out. I say we all start quoting our favorite pop culture icons. And after all, I was born this way. <laughs>
1: but, but you appreciate you appreciate the the Real Housewives uh, uh, franchise, Atlanta. Where where mm-hmm. else? Uh, New York, Northampton, uh, East uh, Hampton, Orange County. The Real Housewives <laughs> of of Greenfield, Massachusetts. You know th- that all of these are constructed realities, right? That yes, yeah, yes. these are these are very big characters n- naturally, and I have no doubt that Nene Leakes and, and Kenya and everyone else has a cer- has a certain outsized personality IRL. That's in real life, Monty. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But the but the shows that you're watching right uh, uh, represent a, a heightened reality that is manufactured by the producers who are egging these people often quite willingly on into conflict into scenes into uh into yelling moments that uh if if real life were lived at that pitch uh we would all murder each other
2: um i don't know if we would all murder each other i think some of us would get along quite happily um i will say yes i understand it's constructed but in in my case, I feel like I am egged onto those those outbursts. So they're partly not well, there, there all under that, my control. There was that. There was
1: that time when you found out your mom didn't buy you a tie, and that...
2: the Faber- Yes, yes, that that did that did infuriate me because I would wanted that tie very much. So
1: but, okay, but you acknowledge. But can you acknowledge that perhaps it's um, it's not always appropriate to create a reality show in the restaurant. Where you and your family are eating? Mm, mm, maybe I have no doubt. I don't know. I have no doubt. All right. Uh, Will, if I were to rule in your in your favor, what would you have me order? I would have you order him to stop the
3: public outbursts. Uh, it's fine in the home occasionally, but the public outbursts need to need to stop.
1: Uh-huh, okay. And and Andrew, obviously if I find in your favor
2: mm-hmm.
1: what would you like me to rule?
2: I would like you to rule that my behavior is um what should I what should? I, how should I put this? Is uh, uh, um oh, oh let me think. Oh I'm a loss for words right now. But you were born I would You were born for the were born to I the was theater? born for the theater, but sometimes you drop a line and you just got to keep going on. The How show would you have me on.
1: punish your brother for bringing us to this I, place? What damages would you say? Make
2: Ugh. him drink another vermouthini.
1: It's called a vermouthine. Oh,
2: God. vermouthy. sorry. <laughs> vermouthy.
1: <laughs> I just made that up. Uh, all right. I like that term. That- Monty, I need you to... I, I think I have everything I need to make my decision. Monty, I need you to... Say one thing. Just say one thing. I. If you say one thing, I'm going to storm out of here into my chambers to make my decision. So don't you even. Don't you even say one thing. Just one thing. Don't you That's all no, 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 don't, don't you say oh, wow. one thing.
0: Fact. This is my
1: studio that you're borrowing as your courtroom. He's gone. You invited me. Fact. You never. You invited yourself. Fact. I shoot more for this radio station in terms of raising morale by yelling in the halls then Rachel Maddow, we can agree on that.
0: People like Rachel Maddow that killed Judy Garland.
1: <laughs>
0: Will, Andrew, yes. the judge is, yes. is cooling off in his chambers. My question's for you, Will, the accuser here. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Oh, I hadn't yet asked it, but okay. Oh, why, <laughs> why, why did people like you kill Judy Garland?
3: Well, you know what? Uh, it wasn't people like me who did that. Um, it was people like, like Andrew, really.
4: Oh.
0: Really? Well, now that those, – yes.
3: those are fighting words. Oh.
2: Those are fighting words. Will,
0: Will do you not like to, to laugh and have fun in the course of your comings and goings, your everyday life? Well, yes, don't but don't not, you? not you at my own ex- – You don't appreciate a good prank now and again? Well, I like to laugh, but I don't like to
3: laugh at my own expense.
0: <laughs> Will has Andrew been
3: doing this since childhood? Yes, yes, and that vermouthini
0: almost killed me. <laughs> well, can you can you cite one example from childhood of
3: Andrew's behavior such as this? Uh, you know, it wasn't so much so much the pranks as just you know the constant movie. Quotes, uh, it's it just wears you down. Okay, Andrew,
0: isn't it yes. sad what happened to Judy Garland? Really, I mean it's it it's, is it's tragic. terrible. She died
2: way too soon.
0: Are now you say that you're born for the theater? Are do you really feel honestly in your heart that you were born for the theater?
2: I do honestly. I loved being on the stage in high school. I was in I believe thirteen productions. Like, I I like played what? Roger. Well. In high school, I played Roger Debris and the producers on stage. Um, I've played – who else did I play? Okay. And I also was an Annie, and that – I had a smaller role. I played Bert Healy, and I played um, Lieutenant O'Malley as well, and one of Roosevelt's cabinet members. Um, I was also – oh, it's all coming a blur now. I know that – if
0: I count them back – oh, let's see. Top Um, top three favorite Broadway musicals of all time, Will. I mean Andrew, Andrew,
4: Andrew.
2: Okay. Oh. Okay. Um. Oh, that's a difficult. Well, I right now, I'd say I'm really in love with Wicked. Um. I love. Oh, cats. Oh my God, I love cats.
0: Who is, um, who is your favorite Galinda in Wicked?
2: Oh, Kristen Chenoweth. You can't beat Kristen Chenoweth. We saw her, and he pouted the entire time. Andrew, I'm going to be honest with
0: you. I'm looking at an avatar of you on Skype, and looking at you, you look like somebody who is not in love with the theater In your avatar. You look like you could be a rugby player. So I was going to call BS on your whole Uh, shtick here for a little uh, while, but I think (laughs) you have proven yourself with these obscure Roosevelt cabinet members in Annie, as well as knowing (laughs) that Kristen Chenoweth, right off the bat, is the
1: ultimate Galinda. Monty, can I just say I can't even? I can't even? no. I cannot even. This is my time right here. No, no this, my, is, my this pod- is the time that I This talk is to my them. podcast. This is when I get to talk I'm to them an, and then you come back. I came back like 30 minutes ago into your Broadway podcast with Andrew. It's not. I can't even do this anymore. Let's talk about. I'll, I'll be support. back in a moment with my
4: verdict. Fine. Here's a message. Fact. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast, always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John
1: Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babel. Okay, it's 2020, 2024. 20, 20, 20, One study found that using Babel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbelcom slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code HODGMAN. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com, promo code HODGMAN. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Okay, please rise as uh, the Honorable Judge John Hodgman. Re no, you the take courtroom. a tone?'t no, you
1: Don't take a tone with me. Not today. Not today of all days. This was supposed to be my vacation.: Oh hi, Will and Andrew. How are you doing?: uh, I'm doing
3: quite doing well. Doing well. Quite well.
1: All right. There's no question in my mind that Andrew is this comes to him uh, naturally. It is not affected. He is uh, boisterous, loud born for the theater. Andrew, what are you going to do with your life?
2: Well, in and the, and the, and the truant, I would love to uh, act, um, but I also plan to get any involved in the film community or theater community any way I can. Um, whatever I could do, write, direct, produce, even just be a PA to start with. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes.
1: When are you moving to just Los like, Angeles?
2: Well, that might take some time. I'm waiting for someone to graduate after I graduate, so it might be two years, sadly, but I will be in um, Dallas, and there's some great opportunities here for me to get started, so I can at least get, get myself a name built up. Um, but I'd like to, on, on honesty, I would love to move to LA right after I graduate, which might happen. Yeah. I, I might, I might just leave and go to LA. I
1: mean, I, I have, a, all right? I, I, I have, I, I wish you the very best of luck. You are a natural, you. um, but you're driving your brother crazy.
2: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I, I, And that is true. Do you love? Do you love your brother? Well, yes, I do. Well, you've been will, through so much together.
1: And will you love your brothers? Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Here here's the thing. It is not it is not ever this court's intention to tell people to act in ways that are unnatural to them or to discourage them from expressing themselves. Uh it is hard. It would be very hard for me to find In your favor, Will, under almost any circumstances, um, barring the fact that Andrew might be hurting a human being. But luckily for you, he did. He almost killed you with vermouth. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And that, to me, is the tipping point. (laughs) That is too far. That's what killed Judy Garland, almost literally. (laughs) I think that might be true.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. I think she might have had some. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Because after, <laughs> after, after a while, right, Jude Garland grew up. And she didn't have the Dream Factory pushing the drugs on her. She became a grown-up. And she, despite the addiction issues and obvious traumatic scarring she had had from being a child star... As an adult, took responsibility for her life because that's what happens. That's what being an adult means. And I am saying to you, Andrew, you should not change. I think you're fantastic, and i I think that uh, I think you should not strive to rein yourself in unless you are aware that you are causing other people discomfort and harm harm in the form of vermouth discomfort in the form of discomfort i have no doubt andrew that you will have a reality show of your own someday but right oh, now thank you. right now the world around thank i know thank you that was you're a sincere,
0: gonna be producing the show that
1: was a sincere thank you i know <laughs> i'm gonna put you i'm gonna put you and the fresh banana man that would
0: be a great show
1: Jonathan, the Fresh Banana Man. It's a, you know, I already got the the Bat Brothers. That was my, you know, the the the, uh, uh, the Sturdivant brothers who lived in the house full of bats. That was going to be Judge John Hodgman presents Bat Bros. It was going to be the it was going to be the greatest. But then one of them decided to move to Thailand and send me pictures of Canadian pizza boxes. He, he failed me. He failed me. But but you, Andrew, you could go all the way. I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you up in a, I'm going to put you up in Maine, in a, and you're going to be, you're going to be a rival banana salesman to Jonathan. Who's the fresh banana man. And it's just going to be oh. banana wars. It's <laughs> a pretty good show. <laughs> I love it. I like this show a oh, lot. I born to work at a rest stop. Just seeing you and Jonathan. <laughs> I have a letter, by the way, folks to read from Jonathan. He wrote, he wrote in from Maine. But in the meantime, you, uh, the, the world is not your reality show. I mean, the thing is that uh, if you if you yelled and cussed and acted out as much as people on the reality shows that you love, uh, you know, it it, it would be society would break down. And um, I I think that an occasional an occasional outburst, right, uh, Mm -hmm. is funny, but uh, but you got to go easy on these practical jokes I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought because I'm so tired, Monty. Don't even start. Don't no. even start. Don't start. I'm tired.
0: Here, I made you a martini.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, no. Here's the point. Don't ever change. You're fantastic. Uh, <laughs> you you, you got to be a little bit, a little bit, I advise you to be a little bit more aware of your surroundings. Uh, it is time for you to be an adult uh, and and take responsibility for your actions and appreciate that the world is not your reality show. If you're If your brother is clearly uncomfortable with the attention that you are drawing upon yourself, it is a courtesy to your brother whom you love to say you're just like the people who killed Judy Garland. Maybe just not say it at the top of your lungs, right? Should Take it easy on the practical jokes because no one enjoys them. No one likes practical jokes except for the person who's pulling the prank. And everybody around (laughs) them. No. Maybe the people who are watching at home, but there's no one watching at home yet. Go out and get a practical joke show, and then you can do practical jokes on your brother. And then that's your livelihood. You have to do it. But appreciate oh, that, you know, your, your mom saw that tie and wanted to buy it for you. She is showing courtesy and love for you. You need to show courtesy and love for the people you love in your life and just the people who are also just trying to eat their migas in peace. So I am not ordering you to stop with the scenes. I am asking you to be contextually aware. You may not adulterate a martini again, either of you, Mm -hmm. or I'll be really mad. You may pull one final prank on Will that causes no one harm in order to pay him back. Cause your mom should have bought you that Faberge tie. Well, that was wrong. Yeah. And then you're even you're grownups. You can, you can, you're going to move, you're going to wait for whoever it is. And you're going to move to LA and you're going to find people who will, who will love to talk like Nene leaks with you all day long, but because of your love for your brother, just keep the volume down a little bit, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be a grown-up. Be a grown-up. Yes. Grown That's all. You are, if you really feel like you have to make a scene, I order you to do it in Chick-fil-A. If you walk into Chick-fil-A, <laughs> all, all bets are off. You know what I mean? Like that is total, total free speech zone. Everywhere is free speech zone. Do you understand, Andrew? I'm not ordering you to do anything. But I am asking yes. you to remember your love for your brother and appreciate that he loves and supports you, even though he blew it with the tie. I think he does love and support you. The people around you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on and they get scared if someone yells out in a restaurant. Uh, uh, you are fantastic. Um, and you also have to appreciate that other people right, uh, are also fantastic, even if they're not loud. And so don't, don't, make, them, don't make them squirm. Uh uh unless it's Chick-fil-A and they deserve to squirm. <laughs> so this isn't I, I find in I find in Andrew's favor you I can't I can't repress speech. Um thank but you. I but I but uh, uh I I do I do encourage you to uh to appreciate that you're a grown up man. All right.
2: Um, I, I would just like to say thank you and that I've always depended on the kindness of strangers.
4: <laughs> oh
1: God! No, that's, no, that's no, that's something I can't rule. He didn't. He said that. Look, I can't stop a person from from quoting a movie. Some people didn't even get that was a cult ref, right? And the other thing is, like he said it at a like he said it at the right time in a proper tone. It was a, it was kind of a dud joke, but you know that's that's what <laughs> that's what you learn in life. Do you know what I mean? But he didn't. He didn't scream. He didn't go. He didn't he didn't say boo to me. Uh he didn't throw a, a vermouthy in my face or anything else. That's that's lot. that's totally allowable. I'll allow I'll, I got I got to allow that. You know what I mean? Just make sure that your reality show that you're enjoying is enjoyable for everyone else. Uh I find in favor of Andrew with the caveats that I've mentioned no damages shall be awarded. Oh no, one damage shall be awarded. Andrew, you may pull one final prank on Will that doesn't cause him any harm. And then you also have to give him a hug because you guys love each other. This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that's all.
0: Andrew, are you happy with the judge's decision? Yes, I am quite happy with the judge's decision. I'm very pleased with the verdict. Um,
2: I, I'm now plotting what that last practical joke will be. Do you have any like
0: early uh, early leaders? I'm trying to think. Here's one one that I taught my son who's obsessed with Wicked. He hides in a shopping Mm -hmm. cart at a supermarket or something or where there's a roll of paper towels over him. He pops out at the cash register and says, what year is it? And then I say, it's 2014. And then he says, I made it. And then he jumps out of the carriage and runs away.
1: (laughs) It's just just a Wait a minute. We actually I did sp- that. I spent, I spent a lot of time, first of all, trying to figure out the connection between that story and <laughs> Wicked. That was well, a misdirect. I'm just saying that they both are, have a tendency <laughs> towards
0: flamboyant things. For example, my son walks around the house all the time quoting Wicked so I can see from Will's perspective how oh, that would be totally annoying. But, Andrew, <laughs> what's your favorite song from Wicked.
2: Oh, it's definitely popular by Kristen Chenoweth. I just – oh, we, we saw her perform that um, just last Friday. Um, it was – oh, I just love the way she does that.
0: Whenever I see someone Don't. less fortunate than let's I. Less fortunate than I. And, and let's face, face it, it. Who, who isn't? isn't?
2: Less fortunate, <laughs> than, less fortunate <laughs> than I. My, my tender, tender heart tends <laughs> Are we violating <laughs> some sort of
1: copyright law? Pro- probably. Oh, I hope not. Pro- I see it. <laughs> I don't even have the energy anymore. It was, it was anymore. a
2: transformative
0: work, <laughs> Andrew. I think it's just to film everything that you do and call it a reality show, and then you no, would subvert to judge John don't, Hodgman's ruling. Don't and do that. Do, put it, I it do, on the
1: internet and then become a star. I, I'm I'm about to take back the prank. Actually, the prank has. Please to, do. Yeah, you know what? I'm taking it back. Sorry, Andrew. Now oh, Now, will yeah. will well, here's what here's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to take back the prank because this this could go too wrong in too many different ways. He's going to make it so good
0: that it would be bad.
1: And what I'm going to order instead is that Will, you got to go, you got to go on eBay or whatever, and you got to find that tie and you got to buy it for your brother. Ah, that's bad. Oh God, that's a good. Oh yeah. How much would it cost? Thousands of dollars? Too much. (laughs) How much? What's your job? What's your job, Will? I don't have a job. (laughs) All right. You know what? Both of you get jobs then. The, uh, I do have a job. What is your job?
2: I would just like I sell cosmetics <laughs> at a at, at a cosmetic store.
1: How much would a Fabergé tie? How much would a Fabergé tie cost?
2: Oh, I cannot remember. It was so long ago. But uh, I mean, now
1: they don't make them anymore, right?
2: N- I can't find them. That's the problem. I mean. Yeah, everything's just changing. It's very hard now to find these Fabergé ties. I think
1: I haven't seen one in oh, I guess it's now maybe seven years. The world presses so in. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm watching Grey Gardens right now. This monologue is fantastic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just wandering. You're just like wandering around an old house, talking to yourself I about love, ties.
2: I love the Beals of Grey Gardens. Hey, God rest their soul. And,
1: and, Andrew, let me let me yeah. tell you something. You guys both get jobs, right? then you can be like me, John Hodgman. You're talking to a guy who saw, get ready, Monty. I'm ready. You're talking all your Broadway stuff. I saw Wicked on Broadway original cast.
2: Boom. Oh, I wish I could have seen Joel Grey as The Wizard.
1: Yeah, I oh, did. Man. I did see him. <laughs> I saw Kristen Chenoweth and I saw Idina Menzel. Yeah, saw, uh, it. saw it. My heart Boom! Andrew, the guy who does oh,
0: the makeup man. for Wicked lives right down the street from this kangaroo courtroom in
1: Northampton. You think you, you do cosmetics? You, I would love to. Introduce think you, to you think him. you're more real than me? You think you're more real than me? No, no. All right. No. Which one of us? Look, which one of us spent the night in Grey Gardens? The house?
4: <laughs> oh oh my
1: God. yeah. Uh, <laughs> which one of oh. us slept in their bedroom? Look. Which one of us drank a martini from a glass that I found in the house, and only as I was drinking it did I see the monogram, E-B-B, Edith Bouvier Beal. Big 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 E-D-E. Mic drop. You guys, you guys are it. You guys are my new reality show. I'm putting you both to you, the new Bat Bros. I like this. Is
0: start, <laughs> start filming, Will.
1: I forgot even what we're supposed to be doing in this. Pod. We're supposed to be we're clearing gonna, the docket. Yeah, we're good. then we're gonna go. Well, thank you, Will and Andrew. Oh, hang on, I want the I want these guys on for the docket.
0: You want to stay? Hang on for the docket. Yeah, I want to hear their opinion. We're gonna clear the guys. docket
1: with you, Will and Andrew. You get to docket, the, Bros.
4: Back for another game.
0: You know it.
2: What's going on?
0: Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app.
4: And at MaximumFun.org.
0: Michael writes, My best friend Peter and I are in a two-man book club. The idea is, one, to push ourselves to read the books we've always meant to read. Two, to have some structured hangout, bro time. And three, to hear each other's insights on the books. We've tackled eight books together in the last two years. I've listened to two of these books in audiobook format. I feel that listening to an audiobook is a perfectly valid way to participate in the book club. Peter says it's not really reading. Recently, Peter announced that he would not be finishing Nabokov's Pale Fire, a book that he assigned, no less, even though I had already finished it. I found reading Pale Fire to be quite challenging, but I persevered and made it through. Because Peter cannot follow through on his own book choices, I am now seeking a gag order, restraining Peter from ridiculing my preferred method of enjoying a book in my presence.
1: Well, I already said that I don't order gag orders, but, well, Will, what do you say? Well,
3: I would say that listening to books on audio tape is a perversion. Uh, that is not what books were meant for. Uh, the text is living and you need to interact with the text and not just sit there and listen. Andrew, what tape. do you say? Andrew, what
1: do you say?
2: Uh, I have to agree. I, I think uh, books on tape are abhorrent, unless you have to use them in case you have something that makes it to where you can't read. Um I, I say the real way to really enjoy the book is a physical, hard, you know, paper book, bound in some fashion, and really interacting and really touching and feeling and experiencing the joy of that literature.
1: Bat Bros agree. Monty, I know where you stand. Verdict is you guys are both wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't Uh-oh. listen to. I don't listen to audiobooks because I can't get it in that way. And I, I, on the record in the New York Times Magazine, saying. That you should not, if you listened to a book on audio, tape, or whatever they use these days, on wax cylinder, you cannot say, I read it. <laughs> you say, I listened to it. It is not the same thing as reading. Here, I agree with you guys in that it is a different cognitive experience than actually sitting down and reading the book and interacting with the text. As you said, well, I presume that means acting it out. I don't know. Um, it is a different cognitive experience of the same work, but the difference is so minimal that in the case of the book club, certainly having listened to Pale Fire would count as, is the equivalent to having read it. And, uh, this dude should not bully uh, his friend.
0: Judge John Hodgman, you turned me on to the Song of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones books, yep. long years ago. Yep. Listened to all of them in audiobook back and forth commuting to work for like a year. I would I have two three young kids would never have a t- time to sit down and experience that. You wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. I would not have had the opportunity to enjoy it in any way, shape, or form. And I do audiobooks
1: even though I'm, while I commute all the time. Even though I made the time to read it. Well, well, I'm saying there are different experiences. <laughs> I agree with both of you guys, uh, but one is not. Uh, uh, we shouldn't be. Snobs about it. And earlier this year I
4: finished
2: the audiobook <laughs> version of Lame
1: Is. Okay, that's enough.
2: You know, Next. that that's just as bad as watching something like Lawrence of Arabia on an iPhone. That's just as bad. It's not.
1: No, it's not it's not at all just as
0: bad. That
1: is it. that oh, is it's
0: terrible. It uses a different part of your brain, and some people prefer that part of their brain and can actually understand things oh. better using that part of their brain.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not the same thing at all, Andrew, because uh, Lawrence I used of Arabia like
0: you shh shh <laughs> <laughs> shh shh
4: shh 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 <laughs>
1: Because 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 Lawrence of Arabia on an iPhone is you are still viewing the movie, but but you miss so
2: much. I it know. Was meant but, to be on a big screen. No, no you I could know see all of it. I know.
1: I agree with. I agree with you. It is categorically it is a categorically lesser experience to watch Lawrence of Arabia on an iPhone compared to seeing it projected well at the Coolidge Corner Theater in Brookline, Massachusetts. That is absolutely true. That is a lesser. Oh. That is a lesser. Experience, but this is, I hate to use the term in a court of law, separate but equal listening to an audiobook versus reading an audiobook, different cognitive experience, but one is not measurably better than the other.
2: I think David Lynch would disagree.
1: Well, no, well, David Lynch is crazy, but what I'm saying he's
2: is <laughs> he's a true
1: auteur. Read, reading, you know, you, you can't even use the like, this is the reading the book was the way it was intended to be experienced because reading aloud. Has been part of reading since reading. And writing is just writing what was being read aloud or so. Andrew, don't aloud. you even start with me on that yeah, now. Yeah, we're now, right, right, next.
0: In a, we're in a fight.
1: This is the feud that's going to keep have people coming back yeah. to the docket bros.
0: Go on. Tracy writes, I have a dispute with my daughters, Emily and Haley, regarding people watching. My family was waiting in line to order food when I saw a young man who was wearing a Renaissance fair worthy puffy shirt and button up vest. Not unlike the one. Just read, just, throw, read it, right, on, right. just read I it. Just read it. I indicated with raised <laughs> eyebrows to my family to take a look. I was admonished by my two daughters that, quote, he can wear what he wants. Moments later, a young man came by with an unusual hairstyle. Both my daughters raised their eyebrows and nodded toward the young man with the conspicuous hairdo. I had to call them on their hypocrisy. They say it's okay to comment on someone's hairstyle or haircut because a hairstyle is a long lasting fashion decision, clothing is a daily choice. I say any obvious, conspicuous style effect is used primarily to draw attention to oneself, whether it's negative or positive. Acknowledging someone's
1: unusual style is socially acceptable. What say you, Judge? Well, Andrew, you're someone who attracts attention to yourself. What's your feeling on this one? Yes.
2: I think, first off, people watching is fun, but people will do what they want. And I I, I have to say it's... uh, I don't care what people wear. They can do what they want. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, forward fashion or interesting hairstyles. I think, you know, it's all a performance in itself. Um, you know, we perform our gender and such. So I think, you know, it's, it's. I think well, that course, yeah, the but, mother was.
1: But here's the, here's the question. And Will, yeah. you can chime in if you want. I appreciate your reticence. Sure. Uh, are the daughters hypocrites? Or, yes. Okay. Well, all right. That's Yes. And what about you, Docket Bro, named Will? I, I'm
3: sorry, what were the, what were they doing wrong?
1: I don't understand. I don't The under. issue was the the they they made some sniffy eye roll at a dude mm-hmm. dressed up for a wren fair. Right? hmm No, dad it was the other way around Dad, dad did made that. a sniffy eye roll at a dude dressed up for a wren fair. And they were like, Dad, you can't comment on him. And then the girls made a sniffy eye roll at another dude who had some kind of haircut. And the dad said, You why why can you do that and I can't do that? And they said because and their argument was the hair a haircut is longer longer lasting. Uh and more permanent. More permanent. I think especially
3: see, if it is a permanent.
1: Yeah. I, can see, I think you can see where where this is going. The girls uh, those girls are hypocrites. They just
3: Yes, hate. they are hypocrites. Right. Uh, it, you can comment on anyone if you like, as long as you do it in a respectful way. I mean And and you know like, like you could shout
0: People like you killed Judy Garland at somebody's hairdo that you don't like.
1: No, you can't, do that. Uh, you say can't that's shout a that. Too you far. can think it, or you could say it to your friend, but you can't shout at someone for looking different because that would make them uncomfortable. The whole point of this whole conversation is to make sure that we uh, that we all get along and aren't throwing tables over at each other all the time. <laughs> uh, I know you knew that, Monty, but I, but this is the point. If you dress or act or or uh, or or or. or choose an affect that is designed to draw attention to yourself you should expect some attention and i hope that it's always positive attention that said you can also uh, it is a fair game to uh without causing anyone any harm to look to your sister or to your dad or to your brother and go check out the dude with the pirate shirt And here's the thing. Those girls think they can get away with it because they're girls. An old man isn't allowed to do it. And they love dudes from Renfairs and they hate haircuts and they are guilty. Anything else? That's it. All right. Guys, do you guys know? Let me ask you a series of questions and you can answer truthfully. Do you guys know where you can find out about all of my upcoming shows? Your website. Right, johnhodgman.com. And if you want to get fancy, Mm -hmm. just hit a slash and put tour on there. And you go directly to – got shows coming up in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, I think we're booking Atlanta, North Carolina. Um, uh, In fact, the research triangle, which I recently uh, uh, ruled was not as good as Philadelphia. And guess who's having me come to a show? Uh, uh, Chapel Hill – no, it's Raleigh. And guess who isn't Philadelphia? Ooh. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. So <laughs> Rough. We can talk about that at the shows. You can also buy my a limited edition Ragnarok collector's kit uh, and survival kit. Uh, it, go to bit.ly slash survive Ragnarok. It's just that simple, you dudes. Check it out. Um, you get a, a urine flask and uh, survival mayonnaise. And a, I forgot to even mention last week a beautiful... Uh, You'll, you'll like this Andrew a beautiful cologne the signature Hodgman cologne um, and it's oh. <laughs> yeah uh, that I that I that I worked up special with drum fragrances it's a real thing and it's for men and women and it smells good you know so check it out Hodgman by Hodgman um, do you guys know how to submit a dispute if you have one obviously you do go to maximumfund.org slash JJ ho and you'll go directly to a submission form or you can write me at Hodgman. At MaximumFun.org, as did recently Jonathan from the Kennebunk Southbound I-95 service station uh, wrote me a letter. This is the man who sells fresh bananas. uh, And you should listen to what he has to say, uh, Andrew and Will, because I may send you up there to live with him as part of a reality show. Hello, sir. It has been about a month since my last personal note to you. I apologize for the delay. School has taken up a great deal of my time. There has been a great deal of interest from your fans in what I do. I no longer keep track of how many of them have visited me. As usual, they have been courteous and respectful towards me. I am noticing that there is a growing desire in myself to see where this might go next. I do not feel that remaining the way I was before our encounter is even possible anymore. I am marked. If I tried to work elsewhere, I would be noticed. I find myself in the position where I have to decide if I want to pursue a public lifestyle or abandon the public sphere entirely, because now I cannot do both, not prudently anyhow. I am not sure what to ask of you, advice, mentoring, or training. Jonathan, I'll continue to, I'll continue to read your letters on the air, uh, fake air, and I will write back to you. I, am, I cannot train you in your life any more than I can offer anyone advice by calling in, but I'm glad to know that you're doing well. And uh, and as as you can see, Andrew and Will, people uh, who, who who appear on the show, their lives are changed. I bet you, I bet you, Jonathan, you probably could probably get a job somewhere else, and people would would accept you, even though you're now a, a, a internationally known podcast phenomenon. Um, but keep selling bananas, and we'll have more updates from Jonathan in the future. Andrew, does this seem like a guy that you wanna you wanna get into uh, a banana war with? Are you willing to li- live in right. Maine for two years? 2 years in no, I be pro- a lighthouse. We can probably shoot a season in 3 days. <laughs> I think it <laughs> <laughs> so Whoever sells it the most fresh bananas. Anyway, if you write fresh <laughs> bananas, apparently according Jonathan has checked it out, if you if you type in fresh bananas here into Google the top four <laughs> results relate to him. You can find his Twitter feed and everything else you need and and you can continue his his goals. Since you guys have been such good sports are you guys on Twitter.
3: I
2: am not on Twitter, sadly. I have not yet started that.
0: you just do Instagram? That's what all the kids do, I hear.
2: I I do (laughs) Instagram. I I, I had a Tumblr at one point, but then I got too obsessed, so I had to leave Tumblr.
1: Is there anything you want to plug, aside from (laughs) Chick-fil-A? Um...
2: Well, I guess. Well, you think uh, it over. In the out.
1: meantime, this week's who who gave us the, uh, this week's title? Jason Usis. Thanks, Jason. Our show is produced by Julia Smith and edited by Mark McConville. This is the end of my vacation. I'll be going back to my regular non studio next time, uh, where bailiff Jesse Thorne will once again greet me. But thank you once again, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte and WRSI The River. Anything you'd like to plug? Um, March 19th I'm going to be Camping out on the Courthouse lawn in the Cold in downtown Northampton to raise Money for
0: a local Cancer charity so you Can go to wrsi.com And find out all the Details and donate a Lot of money or fresh
1: Bananas there you go Now boys something you Want to plug docket Bros um
2: I'd say Something that I, I, I Support the arts um don't bootleg uh, DVDs or films because, at some point, they lose some of the process. So, really support the arts and show your support to the artistic community.
1: I would say, I would, I would say, yes, and and especially if you know that you the, the majority of your money is going to the artist.
2: Yes, if you know. Yes, yes. yes. Especially
1: will? if you know
3: my artist. Uh, uh, well, if anybody sees me out in public, please feel free to buy me a nice vodka martini, extra dry with olives.
1: Uh no, gin martini only everybody. Guess what? That's, That's my prank we, on you. <laughs> I want <laughs> <laughs> I, I want every I want everyone in San Antonio to buy will a gin martini and never stop. Also, <laughs> we all have to read Pale Fire in the next 3 days. All right, I got to go. This has been the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thanks very much, guys, for hanging around. uh, Monty Belmonte, uh, we'll see you next time.
4: The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast Super Ego in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. dot com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. dot com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org dot org slash jjho. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at Forum.MaximumFun.org dot org and our Facebook group at Facebook dot com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time, right here on the Judge John Hodgman Podcast.
1: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture.
2: Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.